Welcome to the WCIA 3 Coaches Roundtable. We have got four high school football coaches joining us tonight for this digital-only discussion as we wrap up the six-week COVID-19 shortened season and look ahead to hopefully what is a quote-unquote normal, whatever that means nowadays, 2021 fall season with playoffs and the nine-week schedule. Here's our panel for tonight. Gibson City head coach... Mike Allen, Cumberland head coach Lucas Watkins, Muhammad Seymour head coach John Atkins, and PBL head coach Josh Pritchard. Guys, I want to just get your take here because you guys all had different seasons. There were some pauses for some of you. Others played undefeated seasons like you, Lucas, down at Cumberland. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you. How do you wrap up what this season was and what it meant to your team and your players? I'm just getting back on the field together. Uh, our, our conference only played four games, so it was nice to to get those games in, be able to kind of review and plan for next year, but also to honor and take time to res- show respect for those seniors who didn't get a full season this year. And, uh, you know, we had our last game at home, and that was a nice way to finish off with senior night and to conclude the season there uh, at, at home with the guys. Lucas, what about for you and your team? You go 6-0 and and, you know, win the Lincoln Prairie Conference. That's a positive for that, but records aside, what did it mean to be on the field this year and, and participate and get a season after so many of us thought that wasn't going to happen? Yeah, it was It was really great. I was kind of the same boat you were and a lot of coaches around the state, not even knowing if we are going to get any games. Uh, we were very, very fortunate. We were able to get uh, six, all six games in for us. And like Coach Allen said, it was it was great to get out on the field and uh, and get those seniors you know, a little bit of closure um, in the season. So it was uh, just really, we're just really grateful and thankful uh, we got to play in a game, let alone six of them. Yeah, John, you guys go three and three. You're able to get all six games. And what was the momentum and roller coaster ride like for your team this year? Man, I, I would say, I would say it was uncharted territory for sure. You know, uh, just the, the dealing with spring break, right? Like we've never had a season where we've had spring break right in the middle of it. Um, you know, and, and, and then making assigned seats on the bus. I mean, we could go on and on for, for days about the list of things um, that were so new to us this year as, as football coaches that we've never had to experience in probably most of our careers. Um, but like, like the other guys said, just the chance to get out there and, and, and be on the field, you know, and, and, and get some sort of playing. You know, we, like you said, we were very lucky to get all six in. Um, I also think we would have been really happy with just one opportunity uh, to send those seniors out the right way and then to get some of our young kids some experience. It was definitely, definitely uh, crazy, but, but an awesome season. And Josh, you guys go three and one. You missed the first week of the season and then you missed the last week of the season. Take me through that process, not only from you as the head coach and having to tell the kids, but what you thought the kids took from all of that. That's tough news to not play the first one when you're looking forward to that so much and then obviously have the last one taken away from you. Yeah, you know, it was a little crazy because our basketball team wins the regular season conference title and then the next next day they find out that they've got a positive case. So that knocks out like 15 of my football players. Um, so they go from not being able to play in their conference tournament to not playing week one. And then they weren't back in time to play week two either. So week two, we played with like 15 or 16 backups. So, you know, to have the short season was was a bummer. But like I said, we got some games in. Um, I know that the, the kids are disappointed they didn't get to play more games. But in the end, some games are none. I think some of them are at least happy to get out there. And, you know, when, when we got all of them back, they definitely uh, showed that they were willing to play football, whether there was a playoff um, in the future or not. What did you take away from this season in that? Because, uh, you know, as coaches, you guys have these huge expectations. Obviously, you want your team to succeed. How much did you have to scale back what you were doing or just kind of put it all in perspective 
of what this was. Yeah, I, I know we definitely scaled back a lot of our hitting in practice. You know, we knew that kids are going to come in out of shape, whether they play basketball or not. Um, so we knew that a lot of soft tissue injuries were a possibility. So we definitely did a lot more stretching and stuff, just focusing on the basics with that. Um, and then, you know, we really didn't do as much film studies as we do in, in the past, mainly because we wanted our kids just to go out and do what we do. And, you know, if that was good enough to win the football game, that's what we were going to do. We knew we had a super young team. And, you know, we returned basically 15 or 16 starters in the fall. So we just wanted to get those kids as many reps as possible. What about for you, Lucas? Because you guys were so good this year. I'm sure winning fueled that, right? But did you have to scale some things back, or was it as much as you would, would do in a normal fall? Um, for the most part, we did most of what we normally do. Like Coach said, we didn't probably hit as much as we normally did. Um, a lot of times you want to talk about goals and everything, you know, with the playoffs and, and that kind of stuff, and that kind of had to go to the wayside. But we just kind of focused on one game at a time and playing as good as we could each week. Um, and we uh, are a relatively young team as well. We had four seniors, and, and two of those got hurt before the season even started. So we played the whole season with, with two seniors. So we, we going in, we kind of wanted to treat it kind of like a college coach, like spring football, you know, and getting prepared for the fall. Um, but we ended up kind of having some success with those younger kids. So definitely something to build on for next year. Was the carrot different? Because like you said, I mean, for so much of, of at least what I think of for high school football, you, you're playing to go 9-0. You're playing to win a conference championship. You're playing to get to the playoffs. Ultimately, that's what you want because everyone has that dream of, of making a, a deep playoff run. You know, did that change at all? Or did the kids respond to that perspective piece of like, hey, we know what this is, so to speak? I just think, again, it goes back to the one game at a time thing and just be, you know, thankful and grateful for every top opportunity um, you're going to get. Like I said, we had the two seniors that got hurt before the season even started. So that kind of yeah. for the other kids that, you know, this season can be taken away from you. Um, our basketball team got a uh, place suspended because of COVID. So really just the fact that we were able to get out there and, you know, knowing that that could be taken away at any time, I think was motivation enough for our kids. Mike, did you guys have any COVID concerns throughout the year? And, and how did you manage that as an AD? Because I, I am, I can just not even begin to picture really what that's like, you know, as the lead of not only your football program, but then also all of the athletic programs at the school. How did you balance all of that? Uh, you know, football, we, we never had any issues. Uh, the last week of the season, I had two calls and kids were sick. But and you're thinking, oh, we're going to miss last week, you know, and senior night. Uh, but they came out, it, it was not COVID, they both were negative. As an AD, um, you know, we had the basketball, our boys basketball team had uh, five out of their seven top players probably out the first three weeks of the season due to COVID. Uh, some of our girls basketball players got it. Um, that's tough. And I, I explained to people, that's been one of the toughest jobs to walk into a classroom. First day of a bas girls basketball game and tell a senior basketball player that she's out for two weeks because she's sat next to someone that you know, test it positive. You know, that, that's a horrible feeling, and and, and I, that's not enjoyable at all. Um, we haven't had to do that much lately, uh, so hopefully, you know, we're getting towards the end of this. But, it, you know, with the COVID, you have to follow all the policies, you know, make sure no one's drinking out of the same water. We're, we're wiping things down. We have, like, you know, Coach said, uh, keeping the bus schedules and seating charts and different things like that. It, it's And with everything changing, you know, not just day to day, but there's out, you know, there's been times this past summer where things changed two hours later. You and I talked, you know, uh, on the phone a couple of times, it, it just continually the change and trying to keep up with that. That was probably the most difficult part and trying to coach at the same time. 
What's the thing that maybe surprised you about all of this, if you can narrow it to one thing, or the thing that you were pleasantly surprised about, could go bad or good, you know, just trying to deal with all of this playing football this year? Honestly, the thing that didn't surprise me is we should have played in the fall and we could have played and, and dealt with the same thing, you know, hit and miss. You know, some teams would have probably missed and some games, but we would have dealt with it in the fall. Um, I, I don't think nothing surprised me. I, I learned that quick, uh, not to be shocked by anything. Um, the, the, the good thing is you, you see the character of your kids when you go through this. You, as coaches, we always talk about how we are going to react when we face adversity, and our kids face adversity all year, and we're seeing how they're reacting. And, and as coaches, I think we have to be proud of them. They showed up to play football games. They showed up to practice, knowing that there wasn't that carrot at the end. And, and that – you know, didn't surprise me, but it was a, a pleasant happiness to see how the kids have reacted during this time. John, what did you take away from that and the perspective piece from your group? You know, a relatively new coach at Muhammad, just your second year, right? You're trying to build a program, and yet here you are faced with all of this that you would have never even expected. Another obstacle as you try and, and bring Muhammad Seymour back to maybe the level that so many expected to be. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and, and I told, you know, I got had a couple of buddies that, that were first year head coaches going through this. And I told them, I said, I, I couldn't imagine being a first year head coach, taking over a program, dealing with this. At least, like you said, I had a year under my belt. So I knew the majority of the kids. The kids kind of knew both of our systems. Um, but yeah, you're exactly right. You know, trying to continue to build a program and then getting this curveball thrown in, in into the mix. Um, again, I'm just I'm so grateful for the coaching staff and the players that we had this year to be able to adapt and, and overcome everything that was thrown at us. And, you know, we, we did some things differently than than we wouldn't have done in the past. And certainly we won't do in the future. Um, something as, as simple as keeping the freshmen completely separate. Um, we've never done that before and probably won't ever do it again. But we also had the mindset of if we lose one team, we don't want to end up having to potentially lose both. Um, you know, we fully two platoon this year of kids on offense and defense for the same thing and that contact tracing reason. Um, just hoping that, you know, maybe we we wouldn't lose our whole team and, and just lose maybe a select few if, if it came down to that. But uh, like I said earlier, some of the things that, that we had to do that we normally wouldn't do or certainly won't do moving ahead, hopefully when we get back to normal, um, made things, you know, extremely challenging this year. I find that interesting on the platoon. So that was all the time practice and in games. Like you didn't run any two-way players. No, we ended up having one kid. Um, he played wide receiver, and then he was kind of a spot backup running back for us. Um, and that was because of of depth um, at that position. But again, you know, we we <laughs> we brought up two freshmen, um, and not only dress them, but but they both started varsity for us. And in my 15 years of coaching, I, I've never even brought a freshman up to the varsity level, let alone started them. Um, so again, we, we did we did some crazy things this year, um, but it was all in, in retrospect of of trying to keep, you know, everybody um, getting the chance to, to play a game. But then certainly we can look back on it now and say, you know, we just got a bunch of young kids, a, a ton of varsity reps, and that's only going to make us better for next year and, and then the years to come. I often think communication is so important in whatever we do and whatever facet of life we're in. But, Josh, how important was that with you and just trying to keep your team together when there was so much, I'm sure, I don't want to say confusion because that doesn't necessarily, you know, 
seemed like the right word there, but you know, uncertainty maybe with, with where you guys were going, if you were playing, if you were practicing that day and, and how that looked. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always complain about technology, but technology was actually kind of great here because, you know, whether it's Google classroom, Twitter, you know, texting, <laughs> um, anything that you can get a hold of those kids. Cause like coach Allen said earlier, you know, the changes were literally coming every other hour. You know, we may think that at noon we're going to be able to practice. And then all of a sudden at one o'clock, we got two kids that have cases and we got to shut down our program for a couple of days which is what happened, you know, so to get that communication where you don't have kids showing up or, you know, parents that think they're supposed to be dropping off kids or picking up kids at certain times and, and those times have changed. So, you know, it was definitely crazy, but, you know, luckily our kids adapted and they're, they're pretty good with technology too. So it's, it's pretty nice to be able to just to put on different platforms and, and for them to be able to find that quickly. But we knew that as coaches and we told them that we're here's our schedule, but I'm telling you, this is not what it's going to be by the end of the year. So, uh, Luckily, they were able to adapt. Or by the end of the day, sometimes That's I would imagine true, yeah. what that what that probably looked like. Did you guys watch film online, like Illinois is doing that, you know, with their meetings, all digital, all that kind of stuff? How did you guys handle just meetings and watching film and all that kind of stuff? I mean, Huddle's great. You know, we could do a little bit in the, in the offseason. I really didn't want to mess with them too much because I knew they were trying to worry about a lot of other things. Um, but, no, I mean, when we did our we did our typical Mondays and Saturdays all together – in a room, unfortunately, luckily nobody uh, tested positive during the season when it came to that. Um, but you know, you know, you just kind of spread out, and um, you know, like Coach Atkins said, we kind of split up and, and took the freshman or the JV team kind of away from us um, when we could, so that we could have the least amount of people in there as possible, and hope you know try to mitigate that. Because the last thing you want is you know, as a kid that doesn't dress varsity to knock out the whole entire varsity football team. Yeah, and there were some rule changes, right? Like kids couldn't play, and maybe this isn't new. I don't know, but like especially at the end of the year there, if you had a, a JV game, let's say, and a varsity game, and, and John, you're bringing a kid up or whatever that may be, they, they're limited on how much they could play, right? How much did that, like, okay, well, I, you know, John, you guys especially, like, running up the score here, but what am I supposed to do here with the kids? Like, you know, was that an option or was that a, a hurdle at all? You know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because that exact same situation happened to us. Um, you know, we played Taylorville in that, in that week six game, um, the varsity on Friday night, and then we had to turn around and play that JV game um, on Saturday morning at Taylorville. And, and, and we ran into that exact same situation, you know, uh, ended up, you know, having a good night for us uh, at the varsity level on Friday night and, and, and scored several points, but, but couldn't put in subs. Um, and obviously, I guess, you know, it being senior night, we want to leave the seniors in and, and last game of the year. So so guests didn't necessarily need to make subs. Um, but we also couldn't make subs because those kids who, who were our normal subs had to go play in that JV game on Saturday morning and had to step foot on the on, on the field Friday night. They would have lost a quarter uh, uh, for that Saturday game. And we definitely didn't want to do that. So. So, yeah, it, it did make things very difficult, you know, of who who could get in on Friday night and, and, and who couldn't because of that game on Saturday. Lucas, I'm curious from your perspective, if the game was any different this year, like, OK, we know football is football. Right. But on Friday nights, at least from my perspective, showing up to schools all across the area, it seemed like normal. Was that your perspective as well? Yeah. Yeah. I think for the most part it was. I think the biggest thing was just the off season, um, not having that off season, not having, you know, the reps and then lifting. And I mean, we got some of it, but if you guys remember what the summer was like, it was, you can have a ball this week, you can't have a ball. So really we didn't get a lot of time in with that. Um, and then we were able to do some stuff there in the winter, but it's not your typical, you know, off season that you had. So, and I'm sure the other coaches, you know, your install was, 
was way behind and you were just kind of learning on the fly, you know, as the game went on. So as far as watching the game, you know, I don't think it was that big of a difference. But as far as coaching, it was very, very different. So with that being said, what worked well for you with that limited offseason, especially in the summer and fall, to be able to go out and have so much success this year? I think just kind of working on the, the basics when you were given time and, and maybe not getting too, you know, too crazy with your install and keeping things um, basic early on and then building, you know, throughout the season, adding some stuff, you know, here and there. And, and maybe the kids were able to master that stuff, you know, in game time situations. Um, so I think that was that was beneficial for us. Which is interesting to me because I I'm always like especially at the college game you know it's like okay well we got 15 different variations of this play and this and there's the playbook is this thick and everything else I'm like well that is not inherently bad sometimes I'm I'm watching you know and I cover Illinois so I'm watching Illini games in the past and I'm like why are you changing things right like just keep it simple and I, I admire high school football coaches so much of the time that do just that. If a play works, just run it, right? Like we don't have to have 15 variations of that. Did you take away anything from that this season that maybe you'll use going forward that the fundamentals are just as important as having six different options or trip sets or, you know, looks for this same type of play? Yeah. I think that's kind of a catch 22 though, you know, because you can have teams are going to adjust, you know, if they know what you're going to run, they're going to adjust. Um, but if you can do what you're going to do and do it well, you, know, you can have success. I take a look at the state champions, and a lot of times those guys from the north are running foot-to-foot double wing, and that's all they run, you know, and throw five pass plays. Um, so if it works, you know, if it's not broke, you know, don't fix it. Um, as far as we're concerned, I think, you know, moving forward, um, I, I'm kind of like you said, you can you can run the same play, you know, from different sets and different formations. Um, and that's kind of, kind of what we were able to get into there at the end of the season. And I think we we had some success with that. So that's something we can build on for next year. What about uh, the rest of you guys? Did, did it, you change anything else of, of what you did or how you did it, uh, specifically playbook-wise or keeping the fundamentals? Yeah, I mean, I, I know we basically we put our playbook in in the fall when we had those contact days. Um, and we basically gave them our whole entire playbook and said, this is what we're going to do. Now, I think our offensive scheme isn't the hardest, especially our pass game scheme, um, to learn. So that, that kind of helps out. I, I will say our underclassmen were probably behind compared to where they would be in a normal year, though, for sure, because they didn't get as many reps probably as what they normally would get, especially in July. Um, but, yeah, you know, we kind of did what we did. And, you know, we had some pleasant surprise kids that we didn't expect to be as good as they really ended up being. So that was kind of nice. Um, but, yeah, we kind of threw the whole entire thing at them. We 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 don't have a lot of plays on our offensive side anyway, just different formations. <laughs> <laughs> but fundamentals is what hurt us. Uh, you know, you you have routines, you have uh, things that you always follow, schedule, and and we got out of that routine. And there was one day, luckily, you know, Coach Atkins said earlier about spring break, we took a whole day and and just did fundamentals. We didn't do any team stuff. It was all fundamentals, ten minute breakdowns of fundamental drills for two hours and. And, and that really made a difference for us getting back to that stuff because we didn't have as much time in practice as we normally would. And this is where I'm curious going forward here now, guys, because you said the underclassmen are, are going to be affected by this. And, and I think that's where my thoughts go forward now is in two years, what are your freshmen going to be like that maybe would have contributed as a junior, but they only got two or three freshman games or you know, that experience is just not there because there wasn't as much practice time. How do you see this playing out 
maybe just as soon as later this fall, but then later on as well as we move forward here in the next couple of years and the result of the pandemic. Yeah, I know it, it was hard. We had we had a freshman, we had a small freshman class, anyways, and we knew that was coming. But I tell you, it was a lot harder to try to go recruit those freshmen. You know, we I wasn't able to have an eighth grade meeting. Um, I don't know if the other coaches were, but because you know, normally our meeting was probably April-ish, and we were already out of school. You know, stuck in remote learning, so that's kind of hard to meet some of those kids that I don't see any other time with just getting done with my first year as well too, at PBL. So that was difficult. Um, and then we only played four JV games, you know, rather than the five or six that some of these other schools were able to play. So we had limited playing time. And the fact that we weren't able to have a freshman team because we had smaller numbers, you know, some of those kids didn't get the playing time that they normally would get and, and the reps that they would normally get. So you hope that even though they didn't get to play a ton, that they still want to come out their sophomore year because that's a pretty big jump um, from freshman football to JV football. Um, so, you know, we hope that we get them out and then we hope that they can continue to get better. And hopefully we have a much more normal summer where we can get them a lot more reps in July. So Josh, you guys didn't have a freshman team at all? We did not. I mean, we were, we knew we only had 12 freshmen coming out to start off our season. We ended the season with nine, you know, I, th I think most programs will tell you they lose one or two along the way that realize maybe football is not for them. And we had a couple that did that. So we knew we were going to have a freshman football team going into the season, but you know, we thought that maybe we'd have a few more JV games that we could get them in or something like that. But you know, when COVID starts hitting, we lose our first varsity and first JV game then we're not able to play the last um, varsity and JV game. So that kind of throws us off right there. Yeah. What about the rest of you guys? Did you guys have freshman JV or is that even what you guys would normally have? Yeah. You know, we, we were very fortunate um, that, that, that we were able to field all three levels this year um, and, and actually got in um, all six games at all three levels. So again, I, I think, you know, to answer your question about moving forward, I think that's certainly a, a benefit for us and our program, you know, with those freshmen, you know, kind of staying up to speed, so to speak, because they have those game reps. Um, and then our coaching staff does a great job at, at, at all, again, at all three levels of not only getting those kids prepared to play in that game, but also learning and, and, and bettering our, our overall offensive and defensive systems. So again, you know, very fortunate because I know, you know, my email would blow up on, on a constant daily basis about, you know, games getting canceled and teams looking for games. Um, it seemed like by the minute, uh, but we were very fortunate to, to be able to play all those games at all three levels. Lucas, what about you guys? A smaller school uh, comparatively to someone like Muhammad, you know, did you guys field all three? Uh, no, uh, no, we uh, we're a 1A school and we have 274 kids total in our school. Um, I think I ended the season with 29 kids on our roster. Um, so we played JV games on Monday and there were some JV games where it was, you know, we we're dressing 14, 15 kids, you know, just to get by. But we were fortunate to get our five JV games in. Um, and that's the way most of these teams are around, you know, these 1A, we got a couple 2A teams, but most of the kids, you know, play on, on the JV game on Monday night. There's no freshman game on Saturday. And usually teams are bringing, I think the most I saw was maybe, you know, 20, 22 kids uh, on a Monday night JV game. Yeah, and that's the different perspective that I kind of wanted. We, you know, you're a smaller school, and it's just a lot different than uh, a 5A school like Muhammad, you know, and that's what I was curious with that with that perspective. You felt good, though, about even just getting five games in at a JV level. Yeah, it was great because, like, there were times, you know, with injuries and ineligibilities, I think that one game, we, we you know, we had 14 kids and one's a kicker, so you, you don't even count him. That's all he does. So we had uh, 13 kids out there. You know, if a kid gets hurt, you know, and we had to have – you know, we're putting running backs in at guards. You know, we didn't have enough linemen there for that one game. And it's just, 
it's just one a football and you, you just get used to it and you just adjust and, and, and adapt. And that's a testament to still be able to have that success. Mike, what about you guys at GCMS? We, we haven't had freshmen for about six years. Uh, our JV team was freshmen, sophomores. They only played three games. Uh, we, we didn't play that final game after our varsity game. And, uh, but the last game, varsity, we dressed everyone. Everyone got in the game, got some playing time there. So I think the experience that those freshmen got this year, even late in the seat, even late in the school year, a lot of them have matured and were able for us at a small school to compete against upperclassmen and, and practice. And, and I think they'll get a lot out of this season. But will that hurt you in a couple of years or even next year that they only played three games compared to what it would have normally been in nine? Um, you know, Hopefully not. We'll see. I, I, you know, we'll see. But, I, you know, they're going to be healthy coming into the fall, most of them. So that's going to be a plus. Um, but, the, you know, with our youth football program, that we run a lot of the same things a high school runs. So they're used to the system. So the system won't be affected as far as learning the plays and things like that. And that leads me to my next big question in all of this is, how does it look different in the fall? Because we're starting this summer sports season now with baseball, softball, girls' soccer. Yeah, you know, small schools, certainly with you, Lucas, and even PBL, you know, I would consider that somewhat like a, a smaller school. You, you have overlap. How do you balance all these contact days in the summer and what that's going to look like come fall when practice is starting here the second week of August? Uh, we do a good job, you know, working with the other coaches and making sure we're not overlapping days. Uh, I've got my summer schedule pretty well done already. Um, and I know we're just going to lift early in June and not do, you know, the kids, I might have four kids in there in the weight room, you know, cause everybody's doing, you know, the baseball track wrestling. Um, so we will start our, you know, contact days, team stuff uh, about the third week of June. So those first two weeks will just, you know, be lifting for, for the football only kids. Like I said, there'll just be a handful of kids there uh, and got some seven on seven schedule. And we're just, I just hope that here before too long, you know, we can get rid of the mask and everything gets back to, to semi-normal. What about the rest of you guys? How does it affect this fall and this summer, maybe more importantly this summer? Yeah, kind of like Coach Watkins said, here at PBL, football doesn't do anything in June anyways other than lift because we let our basketball coach have all of June. So we're just lifting all June, um, opening up in the mornings. So, you know, when the kids show up, like I said, they'll, they'll come and get their lift in and they'll be able to head out. But kind of like Coach Watkins said, we share so many athletes. It's, it's, it's unreal. Um, but we don't touch – we won't touch a football until July, which is better for us to go into the season that way anyways – um, but you know, like you said, hopefully we can get rid of these masks. Hopefully we're actually able to compete against other teams and go to seven on sevens. You know, we have a couple of those scheduled like we did last year, but obviously we couldn't attend any of those. So we're just hoping that, you know, we'll be able to see a few more teams. You know, I think we actually get to see Gibson city, which is kind of weird because we're not going to be playing them in a, in a regular season game anymore, but, uh, you know, at least we get to see them in the summer, I guess. Um, but you know, that, that that's kind of how it's going to go for us. So I know that we'll have limited numbers in June, but I'm not worried about our kids not working out. So that'll be good for us. John, what about you? Yeah. So again, we do a great job of working with all of our other coaches here and, and we're as from a football standpoint, we're going to take the month of May off, let those kids kind of rest and, and, and relax and heal up a little bit uh, and certainly cheer on all of our multi multiple sport athletes that we have doing, you know, wrestling and baseball and, and track right now. And, and we, we definitely have a, a ton of those kids. Uh, but like coach mentioned, you know, we'll start back in the weight room uh, those first two weeks. 
uh, of June. And then about that third week, maybe we'll hand the pads back out and get ready for, for our July schedule uh, where we do have some, some seven on sevens and, and, and a team camp in their schedule. Um, but, you know, even going back to what you mentioned earlier about, you know, Mike and, and those kids only getting four games, what I've noticed, and again, maybe it's the positive spin on this and, and, and the positive takeaway from this is I kind of felt like it was the less is more approach. Um, and, and literally my, my kids are, are begging me to go in the weight room right now. Like they, they can't wait. You know, they, they love the fact that we start back up in, in a month and that, you know, we're three, three months essentially away from, from our first game again. Um, and, and I wonder if that is because, you know, we only played six games and we didn't get that playoffs or, you know, I, and as crazy as it sounds, I look back and I think, well, did they did they really truly experience the grind of the season? You know, how can you do that in only a six game season? So they probably are still you know itching at the bit to to get back out there. But anyway, we'll we'll take the positiveness and 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 again, like them, I, I know we as a coaching staff can't wait to get back out there as well. They miss those two a day hot practices. <laughs> That's it. Mike, does it change anything for you guys this summer? Uh, no, uh, we, we've had a philosophy here for 20 years where the, the winter sports take June, uh, the fall sports take uh, July, and then, uh, you know, track and baseball and softball, they do their summer league stuff, and we, we, we don't overlap. Uh, we're, we're like all the other coaches. We left in June and get busy in July. Okay. Uh, as we look forward here, too, is the consensus between you guys and the coaches maybe that you've talked to that the fall will look normal? <laughs> who knows yeah i mean it's one of those you know we, we want to think it's going to be normal i think but I, you know coach allen mentioned it earlier i think we could have played this fall too and i think i was on record saying that too um you know and of course i'm the one person that lost all <laughs> lost a couple games too um but you know it's, it's it's one of those that you know we hope it's normal but w I, I know our coaches will figure it out the players will figure it out but we just hope you know we can get nine in the playoffs in um, in the fall. I know that's what we're preparing for. So we'll see in November next year. Does it feel like it's trending towards that though? I realize there's so many unknowns and that's ne maybe not necessarily the fairest of questions, but you know, John, do you feel like it's, it's going that way? I, I truly do. And, and maybe that's just me being positive again and trying to put a positive spin on everything. Uh, but I, I do believe that. And, and, and again, I don't know that it's going to be back to 100% normal and the way things used to be. But I certainly think it'll be closer than than what we just experienced this spring. And and I, I again, I believe that we're seeing that now with, with some outdoor sports, um, you know, track and, and baseball right now going on and, and, you know, wrestling, being able to compete without mask on. And so, again, I just I hope that it keeps progressing in that direction. Um, and, and hopefully by August, you know, we're, we're back to some sort of new normal. Lucas, any thoughts on that in the fall? I know you want it to be that way. Does it does in your gut get a sense that it is going to be that way? I think so. You see all the, the vaccinations and everything heading in the right direction. And the simple fact that, you know, this spring, all the, the spring sports, you know, there's going to be a state series and baseball and track. I mean, that's that's positive and trending, you know, in the right direction. I just think hopefully the further we get down the road, the further we get away from this this pandemic. And, and like I said, we can just get back to some normalcy. So and Mike, so, yes. I, yeah, absolutely. And Mike, I don't want to put any kind of conjecture on the IHSA here, but I feel like they they need this. I mean, they, oh, can yeah, the yeah. IHSA even go forward if they don't get back to some sort of normalcy and have state finals in the fall? Well, you, you look at IESA, the financial hit it took, 
Uh, look at IHSA, the financial hit they took. Yeah, they have to get back to having the tournaments, the regionals and, and state series because they're dependent on the financial assistance from that to continue going. Uh, schools need it. Communities need it. You know, the restaurants need it from Friday night when, you know, people are used to going out eating there and, and they're losing that revenue. So I hope it gets back. And, and hopefully IHSA, uh, I hopefully, hopefully the government, the health department and IHSA all work well together. Yeah, and that's my hope and out of all of that, and I think that's part of my struggle with what happened is that there was just so much of a lack of communication, or at least that's what it seemed like from my end, and I know you guys felt that as well of what is the plan here, or even is there a plan? Do we know what's going on? And it's not trying to pass blame on the IHSA. Believe me, I know they wanted to play just as bad as everyone else wanted to play, but the transparency from the top down of our government has just seemed to be lacking in all of that, and I hope that's what we can take away from this moving forward that okay it may not be exactly the way it was prior to the pandemic but can we at least have some communication from the top down so that the ihsa can guide you guys right i mean ultimately is that all you're asking for at least i would assume is just to have a plan and, and know what it is as easy as that is to say right we're in a pandemic we still are i don't think it's just going to go away next month but like to have some more leadership there. Is that fair? I think yeah. it's fair. But like you said, that it's good to have a plan, but if we have to go through it, we went through the last nine months, the plan changes every time. So what's the point of putting in a plan? I understand things change, but at the same time, and IHSA has to, you know, do what they're told from the Department of Public Health. You know, I understand that, but it just is real weird. Like I'm 30 minutes away from, from Indiana and, you know, they just got done with wrestling and they had football and, you know, everything was fine. So we're here, we are, you know, it's it's like the, I, the the river, you know, separates us and it's like the virus didn't cross the river. So I don't know. I just I don't get it. I can't figure it out. Yeah. You know, he, he kind of said it right. You know, it's kind of like we, we lost our week six game and we couldn't leave region six to go play a football game. Um, you know, so we couldn't drive basically, you know, 45 minutes away, you know, or, or 10 miles over out of our region with a team that was available because they're 10 miles too far. And we drive two and a half miles or two and a half hours anyways. You know, and, and the one thing I worry about in the fall the most, honestly, it's not the necessarily of, of playing games. It's having enough refs to play the football games. You know, I think there's going to be, you know, we played a Thursday night game, um, and, and I it wouldn't shock me if there's a lot more Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and all day Saturday games um, being played just because the shortage is real. And I don't – I'm not trying to put a plug in for the IHSA or anything like that, but I, I know I think – um, you know, Co Coach Allen down there who has to find referees and stuff like that. I'm sure, you know, he's he's probably been trying to worry about that, too. So chasing those around, you know, hoping that you can get a good crew, not just a crew um, to ref a, a pretty important football game. So, yeah, Mike, what's, you know, what was your experience with that, Mike? It just trying to fill those holes. Honestly, this year, uh, first time we've done it, we, we had assigners for the conference. And so um, and but that was tough. I, I know for baseball and softball, we have games. The day of, the day before, right now they're saying, hey, we, we only have one official. And we're going to play games like that. Basketball games, you saw uh, first-year officials doing varsity games. And, and that's going to – I think that could do more damage to the game down the road just because of getting those younger officials in there and not getting that experience. It, it, it's going to chase them out sooner. Um, but having a signer was a lifesaver this year because the schedules changed all the time. And to keep up with officials and all that was confusing enough. So – uh, going with the signer was a, a, a lifesaver this year for us. 
Did you guys have to like maybe keep it in perspective a little bit more of, especially if you knew and I, look, if an official's yeah. new, they're probably not going to tell you they're new, or at least they shouldn't that, Hey, this is my first varsity game or whatever. But did you have to keep that in perspective? Cause you're, you know, you're on the sideline wanting to get after it and get after them as a missed call, whatever else. And then like, uh, yeah, maybe I, you know, that's their first game. <laughs> Our coaches did a great job with that. And all the coaches didn't know what everybody's adopted philosophy. We're happy to be out there. Yeah. We're not going to complain and, and and fight over something small whenever we're just happy to be there right now. Yeah, I, I can just imagine from your guys' perspective trying to uh, keep that in check, you know, in the, in the heat of the moment out there, especially for the kids who the kids don't care, right? I mean, they just want to get out there and play and, and have fun and, and win the games. Uh, as we wrap up here, guys, I'm just curious of your thoughts uh, holistically of where we've been what we're going through now, uh, you know, a week out from the season here, not even a week, I guess it is. And then holistically what you take away and, and maybe what you'll remember, you know, from the last year moving forward. I hope it's something we never have to go through again, obviously. <laughs> um, and I think it's, it's, I, th I honestly feel like we're making that transition. You know, we, we, we hear the word normalcy all the time, but it feels like, you know, we're getting back to that, to the, you know, to way to way you always used to be. So I just hope it's something no one ever has to deal with again. Um, these seniors lost a lot. I mean, the, the kids last year, that, you know, in basketball and stuff, and, and baseball that didn't get, you know, their their state series and stuff. So it's just something that you know, no kid should have to ever deal with again. John, what about yeah. you? Yeah, I, I completely agree with Coach. I, I definitely. I don't ever want to coach football in the, in the spring season uh, again. You know, the, the weather was crazy enough, let alone all the other things that we had to do. Um, but, you know, you, you asked, you know, what am I going to remember about this season? I, I think for me personally and in our program personally was just how resilient we were. Uh, with everything. And, you know, we as coaches talk about adversity all the time and, you know, things are going to go wrong in a ball game and how do we adapt and overcome it. Um, but literally life was was adversity. Uh, every single, like we've said multiple times today, every single minute of every single day. Um, and so, so just watching these kids, these high school kids have their worlds flipped upside down um, and, and continuing day by day, minute by minute to battle through it together um, and, and adapt and overcome through all of it, man. I just, I'll never forget how resilient this group was, whether it was in games, whether it was practices or whether it was, you know, walking the halls, you know, getting ready for, for practice, so to speak. So it was, it was definitely a crazy emotional ride, but, uh, at the end of the day, I was happy for our kids. Josh, what about you? Yeah, you know, like they said, I definitely don't have to do it again, but, you know, I, I thought the pride that our kids showed, you know, there's, we didn't have any kids that didn't come out for football that would have come out for football any other time anyways. Um, so for those kids to know that they're not playing for the playoffs, but the, when the lights come on and they're at practice, they're taking it serious, lights come on that, uh, in a game and they, and they just let loose. Um, you know, it, it was really nice to see the pride that those kids have um, and, and just wanting to compete and, and win at, at basically everything. And that's kind of what we tell them. You know, we want you to be winners. We're not necessarily talking about just football. We want you to be winners. And, you know, so they went out and that's exactly what they did, you know, just competing. Um, and But I, I know I definitely won't forget probably the first week or second week of practice where you saw some smiles on faces and kids actually being able to communicate with each other. Um, and just talking football again, just being around, you know, 60-plus people is, just wasn't uh, something that we were allowed to do, really. So being around 60-plus people was really nice. Mike, we'll wrap it up with you. What's your lasting memory of this rare – at least we let's 
can we just call it rare? Let's <laughs> never happen again spring season. I, I always remember the first practice, uh, emotional first practice, you know, like like we talked about, not knowing if we're going to get to go be out there and then all of a sudden you get to be out there. It, that was special. Uh, learn not to take things for granted. Uh, as a coach, as a players, you know, you always tell as a coach, play it like it's your last play. Well, it was our last play almost this year. So you have to take that and, and get thing, after things. But as a coach, uh, coaching for so long, I, I, I realized that uh, my life is very routine. I have a routine in August, you know, June, July, August, September. And I need to break that a little because it drove me crazy. And, you know, I think we all need to look, kind of do some self-reflecting and see what we need to change, what we learned from this, and hopefully grow from the experience we had. I know as a program, we're going to look at some things and see if we need to change them. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, other coaches and other programs can do that also. Absolutely. I think we can all take something from this. And look, high school football is small, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things in this pandemic. And so many, you know, hundreds and thousands of people have lost their lives. And obviously that's most important. But getting back to that sense of normalcy was really fun to see this spring and for these kids you know this isn't college they don't get another chance to to play you know there's no uh, red shirt season you know for these guys this is it and so you know i was just uh, really happy for all these high school kids and for you guys as coaches for the parents and for high school football fans that they did get this opportunity this spring guys just want to say thank you so much for spending about 30 minutes here with us hope everyone enjoyed listening enjoyed watching and i know i for one will be looking forward to that august 27th date which really look that's uh what just a, four months from right now let's hope it's it's uh four months from yesterday that we can be playing a high school football game and getting back to a full nine week schedule with state playoffs in there and and everything else so guys thank you so much really appreciate your time tonight uh be well and we'll talk soon thank you thank you thank you, thank you.